What do we want? Save Haiti! When do we want it? Now! What do we want? Save When do we want it? Now! What do we want? Oh my gosh, I'm just walking away from the, uh, from the picket line there. I have to say, I know I said it was cold earlier, but oh my God, it's so cold. And they're going to be out there all day today picketing and marching for what they believe in. and welcome to a very special episode of Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. So unless you've been living under a rock recently, you'll know that the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organization went out on strike last week. It was the first of six strikes that have been called to do with pay parity and conditions. Basically, I thought it was incredibly crucial to do an episode dedicated to the strikes and dedicated to the nurses and midwives that are working at the moment. So firstly, I went out onto the pickets to actually talk to these men and women and to find out what they're looking for and the conditions that they're working in. A huge amount of what they discuss always comes back to patient care. And also a little bit later on, I'll be joined in studio by two young nurses as well who have incredible insights about why they do what they do and basically about what needs to change. So as I mentioned earlier, I went out onto the picket lines there last week to talk to nurses and midwives who were picketing in literally freezing conditions. The support that they received, even by the passing cars, was absolutely incredible. So, take a listen. I support the nurses because they get one-sixth of Leo Varadkar's salary. They work six times or 20 times harder than he does. The hospitals are overcrowded. They don't get enough pay. They don't get enough holidays. They deserve to be paid much, much more. And stop bailing out the banks and the bondholders and pay the nurses. We're hoping that we just want parity. We just want our pay to be equivalent to the other medical profession. So at least when you have a, a, a fresh graduate and they look at the choices of profession they want to do, you have, oh, I can be a guard, I can be a nurse, I can be an OT, I can do a PCO, I can do x-ray tech. Because all their salary are all just the same. But that this is what I want to do, you know? And like our public is getting older, our population is getting bigger, the population of this hospital that is being looked after has tripled the size since 18 years ago. And we don't have the enough nurse to look after these people. I was talking to a man earlier who was saying that, that you've been working for this specific parity for the last two years. So do you think that finally this is going to come about? I think there is a deep um, I would actually use a misogynistic approach to government in, in this country. They don't want to pay nurses. They've never wanted to pay nurses. The INMO are 100 years in uh, existence this year. Um, we'll be celebrating the, the centenary this year. I said, why was it set up? It was for paying conditions. So 100 years later, we are still fighting for paying conditions. This is becoming a fight that we have to be able to say, if you want good nursing, if you want safe patient care, if you want people to want to do nursing, we have to get this sorted. But I think there's going to be a huge resistance in government to do this, but they have to realise that this is what they want if they want slauncher care, if they want good care for elderly patients, which is going to be a big thing coming down the, uh, the track. They can't staff the, the new children's hospital. You know, we have to start thinking about if you want the services, you have to have the nursing. We're here today looking for pay parity with other members of the multidisciplinary team. 
We want safe working conditions to provide better patient care and we're hoping that this dispute will ensure that nurses will be retained within the service and also to try and recruit more nurses. So we're going to be joined shortly in studio by two young nurses, Tara Moran and Ashling Byrne. But first, I wanted to find out about the current situation after the initial day of strike. So I'm joined on the line now by Lorraine Monaghan, who is the Industrial Relations Officer with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation. Lorraine, thanks so much for coming on the show. So over 30,000 nurses and midwives went out on the first day of strikes there last week. So there are plans to hold further strikes now in February. Some of the provisional dates that we've been seeing are the 5th, the 7th, the 12th, the 13th and the 14th if the issue is not resolved. So is it safe to say that this isn't the outcome that you had hoped for after the initial strike? Well, we always had set those dates um, with the intention of going ahead with them. Um, if there was no resolution um, found before that. And unfortunately, uh, the government have not come to the table with any proposals. So it means that we uh, have to go ahead with those dates, which is very disappointing. I suppose it's, it's important to say that our members do not want to be on strike, um, but they've been left with no other choice but to do so because of the recruitment and retention issues that exist in the health service. Um, that have existed for, for some time and they've not been addressed. And the, the, the reason why uh, the health service employers cannot recruit and retain nurses and midwives is because of the pay, uh, the pay rates. It's, um, it's just not competitive. Um, it's, it, the pay is um, 7,000 less than um, our members' um, colleagues with the same professional, with the same entry qualifications. And there's no justification for it. They're also working longer hours uh, than, than, their, than their counterparts as well. Um, so our members are taking a stand. They know they can't stand over a situation where uh, patients are not uh, getting the care that they um, require because of the staffing levels. So they believe it needs to be addressed once and for all. Yeah. Um, we need to get competitive. There's a, a global shortage of nurses and um, uh, newly qualified nurses and midwives in this country are going in their droves to, to, to countries where they are valued and they're respected and that's seen in the pay rates. They're going to the UK, Australia, Canada and, and other, other countries um, and they are working, the conditions are better also in, in those countries. Mm. Um, I suppose the conditions here are very bad and it, again, it's all, it's all related to um, the staffing levels and the pay. If you address the pay situation, then you would attract um, nurses and midwives into this country. You'd retain uh, newly qualified uh, nurses and midwives also, um, rather than rather than losing them in such in such high numbers. We also have a very high and healthy re reliance on agency, in fact, as well. Yeah. Um, and we, we've been spending two million a week on nursing agency, yeah. which is a, a significant amount. And that's because of, of the vacancies that exist in the health service. And Lorraine, can I ask, it does seem, you know, Obviously, you've you've got a huge amount of support from from the public through through the first day of striking. Anyway, um, and it was great to see it on social media. It was fantastic to see, and I know like over sixty thousand people have signed the petition, which is incredible as well. I mean, that must make you feel great that there's that kind of support coming at you. In terms of the government reaction, though, it does seem that the opposition for the bottom line pay parity that you're looking for, it does seem to come back to the public sector agreement that was made and that was agreed upon by the union. 
unions. So what do you say to this being the bottom line? We believe that there is room within the public service stability agreement to address this matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks at um, measures being applied in areas where there's recruitment and retention difficulties. There is no doubt that there is significant recruitment and retention difficulties in our health service when it comes to nursing and midwifery. There's uh, 1,500 less nurses um, in employment than we had in 10 years ago. And as we all know, in those 10 years, uh, the population has increased. Mm. Um, people are also living longer. So all that puts um, increased or pressure on, on our health service. So rather than having lower numbers, we need to grow our numbers significantly. And that's, that's recognised in this launch of care report and bed capacity review as well, these government reports, which, which recognise the need to grow the health service to meet the, the, the growing demands in the health service. Mm. Um, and that in order to increase the capacity, you need to have nurses and midwives in place. So it really is a no-brainer here. Um, we don't have a health service that's fit for purpose. It needs to change. And our members need to, to, to take this action for, I suppose, the greater good. Yeah, um, so, when the, gov- so when, the- when the government says things like, well, this was a part of the agreement and you guys signed up for it, that's almost a null and void argument in your opinion because things have moved on and it doesn't match the situation currently. Is that, is that fair to say? I think they're not utilising the agreement right. um, as they should. We believe there is provision in the agreement to to apply um, measures to deal with the recruitment and retention difficulties. And over the years, different things have been tried and tested mm. uh, to, to try and fill vacancies or get the numbers back to where they should be and also uh, meet, meet the, the demands. Um, and none of that has worked. So you have to look back at well, what hasn't been tried and tested, and it's the pay. And it's very simple to look at, look around and, and see what other countries are offering and why they're able to, to attract nurses and midwives from our country and why we can't hold on to, to, to our own nurses and midwives and, um, and, and fill vacancies. It's because, it's because of the pay. And even when I mentioned there about the agency, um, agency, the reliance on agency at the moment or over the past number of years, in yeah. fact. Um, a lot of agencies now are recognising uh, that on the current pay rates that's, that are paid in the public service that you cannot um, fill vacancies. So many agencies are increasing um, what their, what their, uh, the pay rates for agency nurses um, in order to supply um, the, uh, to fill vacancies and, and uh, provide what is required so some agencies are paying 20 to 44 percent higher than what's paid in the public service. So they're they're recognising um, the basic economic principles of supply and demand, and um, our government need to do likewise. Otherwise, um, this, the, the situation is only going to get bad uh, from bad to worse. Yeah. Um, and we won't be able to um, provide services to meet the demands of the growing and aging population. I mean, I saw, you know, just looking at some of the reaction from the government over these past few days, um, you know, obviously a huge amount of sympathy coming from certain sides. And then from other sides, there has been things, uh, there's even been talk about, you know, legal action being considered about the nurses and midwives going out on strike. Um, I was quite taken aback when I saw that report. I thought that it was quite an extreme stance to take after one strike day. Um, what, what do you guys think about that threat that was, that was mentioned about perhaps taking legal action out on the nurses and midwives that are gone to the picket lines? 
well, this is a legitimate dispute. Mm. Um, it's, 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 everything has been done in accordance with the legislation um, and our members have a right to do this. Yeah. And they have, they have been uh, more than patient over the years and trying everything else to address the, the, the problems that exist um, in terms of the recruitment and retention issues. Um, so no, we don't we don't accept any 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 kind of there will be um, uh, threats out there and um, uh, negative um, arguments made. Um, but I think I think the public in the main, even looking at at the nurses and midwives dispute, they 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 support it and that's yeah. very much appreciated by our members. And um, because the public will have to use the health service at some point or they've already experienced, had their own experience and they see the mm. pressure nurses and midwives are under and uh, the difficult uh, working conditions that they are in and that it, it needs to change. We're doing this, we're doing this for, to improve the health service too and for our, med, our, our members' um, professional qualifications to be properly recognised um, and to fill the gaps that exist so the health service can expand um, as is required, yeah. and patients can can uh, can receive the care uh, appropriate level of care um, when and when requ when required. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny, you know, when I was speaking to nurses um, and midwives as well on the picket line, one of the things that uh, that you know did it it always did come back to patient care essentially. You know, it's not like they're asking for a bucket load of cash for no reason other than so that they can, you know, get more sleep. Like it always came back to the quality of care that the patients were getting and the fact that, you know, it is being jeopardized in, under the current conditions. Um, I suppose speaking from within the organization, Lorraine, what, what are the real options available to the government from your point of view in terms of real things that can happen straight away to make this come about? Well, we're first of all looking for the government to come to it to the table. Just come to the and table. That would be the first step. Yeah, the first step, and that that hasn't happened. Mm. So we need that to happen. It, it, it appears that the government um, are not taking this seriously at all, and they they need to do this. Otherwise, uh, this uh, dispute will continue and it will escalate, and no one wants that. And they they should be they should be taking action now in terms of. Um, looking to meet with us and we, we want to sit down, we want to get into talks, we want to look at uh, measures to address the problems um, that exist and the government should want that too. Um, we, have to, we have to get a resolution here, we have to look at um, getting to the nub of the problem, looking at why, uh, or looking at, we know it's a, a pay issue here um, and to, to, I suppose, to have a health service uh, that is fit for purpose and provides um, the level of services and care required to meet demand. Well, Lorraine, I know that you were in a day of meetings all day today and I know that you are heading back into more meetings tomorrow and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more discussion going on during this week as well. But I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show and also let you know that everyone here at Her.ie wishes you all the best and we're, we're standing by you guys. We think you deserve it. So I hope it goes well. Thank you very much for that, Lee.
So that was Lorraine Monaghan there from the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organization. I've spoken to nurses who've been in the profession for over 30 years and others that I was speaking to earlier in the week, they've been working as nurses here in Ireland for 18 years. I really wanted to meet some younger nurses though. I wanted to find out why they chose the nursing profession and if it scares them that this kind of action is happening so early in their careers. So nurses Tara Moran and Ashling Byrne joined me in studio earlier on today. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming in. I think it's brilliant to talk to nurses directly about these yeah. kind of issues. I really want to kind of understand it more because we were talking there a little bit off camera. Mm -hmm. Everybody supports you guys. Everybody yeah. is showing a great amount of support, but I still think it's really crucial to really understand exactly what's going on. Yeah. So the first thing I kind of want to talk about is what area of nursing you guys are in. So Tara, do you want to go first? Um, so I trained originally in general adult and currently I'm doing a HDIP in paediatrics. Okay, amazing. Yeah, yeah. real busy. Real busy. <laughs> and Ashley? And I'm actually exact same. So I went into general nursing in Dundalk College and now I'm one year in nursing and I'm back doing HDIP in children's nursing. Wow, and so how come, I know that the two of you like know each other as well, yeah. like your mates, but why did you want to go into paediatrics? Was there something that kind of drew you to it? <clears throat> For me anyway, I've always wanted to do paediatrics. I just never got the point to Yale. Right. So this is my way of getting into paediatric nursing. But definitely like when I did place, when we were doing general nursing placements, you do paediatric one, I just loved it. Yeah. It's just so rewarding, yeah. it's lovely. Amazing. Yeah. Tara, pretty um, similar? It, it, yeah, it's pretty similar. It's it's one of the things like I would like to do the combined. My mum's a nurse as well, so oh. she kind of was just like maybe you should do the general and get a feel for everything before you go into it. So that's the way I went. That's just, but I just love the kids. They they make it so easy. Yeah, and they they always just bounce back, and they're oh, it's just great working with kids. <laughs> and you said there that your mother is a nurse as yeah. well. So is that kind of why you went into the nursing profession? People would think that, but no. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind had, of what naturally you'd go yeah, to. Yeah, she, um, no, my mum had no involvement. Uh, she, I think if she had her way, she probably, she kind of just let me decide myself. Right. But I think if she had her way, she would have told me to stay out of it. Really? <laughs> Most of her friends have been telling her that she, it was negligence not to uh, tell me not to go into God, it. God, that's so interesting. Yeah, though. but uh, no, my mum didn't have, she was kind of like, if it's up to me, and yeah. um, she left it to me. And, and was it something that you just felt it like It was you one of those things, I actually wanted to go into culinary arts. Okay. Um, up until, I think it was the September of my sixth year. Mm -hmm. And in September, I won an award in my school the previous year. And part of the award was I got to go to Lourdes with sick. Oh, wow. And I was there with the Diocese of Meath for... Um, I spent, had my 18th birthday over there and it was just phenomenal. Really? It was just... I loved every minute of it and I was just like, right, and it yeah. just, I complete U-turn. Wow, I was not expecting that yeah. answer. <laughs> complete I went to Lourdes and I had an apparition and I wanted to be, be a nurse, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Ashling, what about you? How did you decide that nursing was the profession for well, you? For me, no one was a nurse in my family. Right, okay. I'm the very first, first nurse. Yeah. <laughs> so when my, I wanted to be a special needs assistant for years. And my mom had said to me, you know, in transition we do two placements. Yeah. So mom was like, you know, I, I think you'd make a great nurse. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> she was like, no, no, I think you'd make a good nurse. Why don't you try it? And I was like, right. So I went to my local hospital and I did a week placement. Right. And again, like Tara said, I just loved it. Did you? Every minute of it was just like, it was the whole getting to know people. Yeah. You were helping people. And like when I was, I was like 16 at that time and I was like 
the thoughts of helping someone get dressed, I was terrified. But then yeah. once you actually do, it's so rewarding. Yeah. Like you go home from, like if it's a good day at work, you go home going, I helped someone. Yeah. That's like the have, pros of it. Yeah, like you, you have people at their most vulnerable and they are happy for you to help them. And like it's one, it's trying to make them feel safe as well. Yeah. Like you do get like I remember when we when I first trained, it was the, those younger lads, and they'd be really embarrassed. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, this is what I do. This is my job. I was just like, if you're uncomfortable at any time, I don't mind leaving. Just we'll do as much as we can. But like it's just so rewarding because nurses go in at the very vulnerable part. Yeah, I mean, you kind of answered my next question there, <laughs> which is which is, you know, in any kind of profession, I think that maybe there's a point that everybody doubts whether or not they made the right decision like whether yeah. you've just had a shitty day or whether you're yeah. just like wow I didn't know that was part of the job was there anything that happened kind of early on in your training that you were like this might be a hard route to go down nurses in general <laughs> but like from your first placement nurses are telling you get out as soon as you can stop really yeah. from your very first placement <laughs> I do remember my very first day on being a hot like the hospital I'd gone to on my fourth year in secondary school wasn't, it was like a community hospital. So it was my first time, like, no one in my family's gotten sick, thank God. Yeah. So I'd never actually stepped foot in a hospital. Didn't know what a hospital looked like, to be honest, when I first started placement. I went up to the ward, naive 19-year-old, and nurses are turning to going, why are you here? Like, go, Good. just get out. Yeah. Do a different career. You are just like, oh, no, you're just laughing. Like, oh, you're just messing. But every day, yeah. every day you went on placement as an undergrad, you're like, they're like, don't do there's this. Always, there's always, there's, you always had that one nurse just telling you, get out. Yeah. Yeah. And they're no not, they're not just saying it to be mean, they were no. trying to help us. Yeah. They weren't trying to be, oh, like you won't make a good, they, they were saying that you're very good at doing what you do, but they're just trying to help us not go down a rough path that they're yeah. already in. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to hear. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. well, I, I, mean, I was talking to um, a lady on the picket line and she was saying that, you know, she had been a nurse for 34 years and she said that she was actually striking for people who were coming into the profession. Yeah. So she was doing it for the next kind of yeah. generation of nurses. Because there so, won't be yeah. any of us. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's the whole mm. thing. So let's move on slightly to kind of the the exact thing that, that you guys are looking for. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah. mean, how important is it, first off, for people to understand the situation that nurses are in? Well, firstly, it, it, a lot of it is retention. The biggest thing is retention. And I don't think people realise just how much student nurses are watching what is going to happen. Okay. And the amount of times I've heard already is if this strike doesn't go the way we want it, they're gone or they're yeah. doing a new degree. Like, it's... I know girls in their fourth year now and they're just like, I'm, they're, they are watching it. Nurses are very aware of what's happening. Student yeah. nurses, we're on the wards all the time. They mm. know, they know what's happening, but they're watching this like hawks. And I don't think people realise just how much we're in dire state of retention. Yeah. Like people are already talking about doing business degrees instead. Wow. Okay. So it's, re know? it's recruitment and it's retention as well. Yeah. And also pay parity yeah. is the big thing. So this is to do with the qualifications that you guys have yeah. in comparison to the qualifications that other graduates yes. have at entry level as yeah. well. Yeah. And this is where the big issue comes into it. Yeah. And you guys are looking for that pay parity. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. Like one, the, the, one of our biggest things is we go to Australia or England. Mm. And in England, everybody, OTs, physios, SALT, they all start on a band five, band six. Everybody's on the same amount of money mm -hmm. and they work their way up. Now, they say the, the conditions aren't great in England, but everybody is treated equally. Mm. And the work 
they, they are more inclined to put people into education as well. At the end of the day, we've four years done in a degree. We're going into our fifth year to do our PEDS now. Yeah. We have, we're going to come out now with two level eights. Yeah. And we're paid, we started on 10 grand less yeah. than someone. 22-year-old, same as me. Yeah. 22-year-old physio. We went into the same hospital and we're coming out with 10 Different grand less. Okay, so, I mean... That's kind of that's so that's obviously one of the yeah. the big things that you guys are facing. Yeah. Um, do you think that now, Ashling, the government are going to actually start doing something about it? Because, like I said earlier, you guys do have a huge amount yeah. of support. Like I could see that even when I was out there, you know, all the cars are honking. Yeah. Nobody yeah. is saying get back to work. Like everyone's with you. You know, <laughs> yeah. everyone is understanding of the amount of work that you guys do. Do you think that now the government is going to actually do something about it? I'd love for them to do something about it, mm -hmm. but I don't think so. Like for so long, government have been saying you're doing a great job. Like every time you see the reports, they're like, we do know that nurses and midwives are working hard. But yeah, we can't do anything about it. They keep making excuses. Every like, there's not once I've tried to meet with the mm. INMO to say, right, let's make a deal. They haven't put anything forward on the table. They're constantly. For me, I personally feel like they're trying to turn the public against nurses and midwives. Really? Because and it, do you think that's because they're talking about the national pay agreement and they're saying that everybody entered into this yeah. Yeah. and now you guys are kind of almost going back and saying, well, it's not okay. Is that is that why you think they're trying to turn us against you? Yeah. Like, it's just... It's one of those things, like, in fairness, we have had incredible public support. Yeah. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been overwhelming, mm -hmm. really. Like, there's over... Four 60, I looked at the petition this morning, over 60,000 people have signed the petition yeah. I mean, to support nurses and midwives. Massive, it, it is overwhelming. But our problem is, the longer the strikes go on, yeah. we're afraid public will start okay. to turn. And the government doesn't help when they're releasing things like, we're getting 54,000. I, My mum's 25 years a nurse and she's never seen that kind of money. Right, okay. She's a CNS. She has never seen that kind of money. Yeah. A um, lot, lot of false statistics there's are going a, Yeah, out. there's a lot yeah. of false facts going out. Okay, and you think that's because, and things like, I, I saw a little thing there before the weekend last week about how the government are kind of going to take legal action about the yeah. stance and all this kind of stuff. So this is their perhaps way of maybe dealing with this. Mm -hmm. And obviously by the time this goes out, there's going to be more strikes mm -hmm. this yeah. week. There's strikes on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and you guys are afraid that perhaps all of that public support is going to start turning. Yeah, like at the end of the day, one strike is fine two strikes, there's more, there's more things being cancelled. Three yeah. strikes, there's more being cancelled. Like, and there is going to be a backlog and we can understand where the public, but we're frustrated too. Of course. Do you know yeah. that way? Nurses and midwives don't want to be on strike. No mm. one wants to be on strike right now. Like, it's not, not if you, it's, mm. we want to help. We don't want people to be on the tries. We don't want people to be having delayed appointments. And we feel the reason why a lot of nurses and midwives want to go on strike right now is so that we can give the public what they deserve. Yeah. We want them to get their appointments on time. Mm -hmm. We want them to get the high quality of care. Like there's times where we should be only having four patients, we're having 11, 12 patients. Yeah. That you cannot give someone full care that they deserve yeah. because the they, they are doing, mm. we're dividing their time. We can't, for me personally, education is so important. If I can send a family home with the right education on how to take care of themselves at home, it can prevent them coming back to hospital. Mm. You know I cannot do them. that fully. I cannot answer their questions fully. I cannot give them the right amount of information, the prolonged information they deserve. 
because I have another 11 patients and for all I know, one of those 11 patients could be deteriorating in that bed. Yeah. And I might not be able to see them again for another hour purely because we have been put under so much strain, yeah. so much extra work, and it shouldn't be happening. The public I, don't deserve that. I mean, I think that's one of the things as well, like a lot of the time, you know, your profession and nurses and midwives, of course, as well, is compared to kind of other professions and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's, it's, you, you can't just can't, that. you can't no. really compare because it's, it's people's lives, yeah. like yeah. you said, you know, it's, and patient care was something that everybody on the picket yeah. line kept coming back to, mm -hmm. you know. And some of the stories that I was hear that I was hearing about, like, you know, there being backlogs, and sometimes nurses yeah. are coming on the wards crying because of the stress that they're under, and sometimes they're coming on the wards having not slept. Mm -hmm. And I mean, accidents are going to happen. Yeah. You can't be as alert as you need to that's be. That's the thing as well. Like back in the day when the nursing was a proper vocation, it was run by nuns. Mm. Um, there was no onboard alternate. Like at the end yeah. of the day, we can be brought up to fitness practice if something goes wrong now, yeah. and we can lose our job. I've heard of stories even where people have been flat out working all day, and a accident has occurred, and they have lost. They've been struck off their job, and it was it was barely put into consideration that they had another lump sum of yeah. work. It's not that they were sitting on their bones doing nothing. Lots yeah. of nurses and midwives do not even take their break. Yeah. And you can see like there's facts out there, there's statistics showing if you don't take your break how your level of mental like, we're only human. Yeah. We can't concentrate for full twelve hours if you haven't had mm. breakfast at come three o'clock in the yeah. evening. No, I, I used to live with a nurse, my best friend and actually she's moved away now to Australia. Um but she was on the oncology ward um, Claire's ward in Beaumont and I just remember when she'd come off a shift she was like mm. a zombie yeah. and she literally you know her feet were swollen mm. and mm. like emotionally most yeah. people just sit in their car after yeah. work and cry like, sometimes because <laughs> some, they don't want to yeah. bring it home they'll like, just sit in the car and, and cry and that's it sometimes she'd come in she'd sit down and she'd honestly just kind of stare into space and yeah. I'd be yeah. like do you want a cup of tea? And yeah. I was like, do you want a glass of wine? It was usually the wine. Yeah. And I mean, like when you think about all the work that you're doing, then you mm. think about the kind of toll that it's having on your own mental health. Yeah. And like you said, you are only human. Mm. And there's only so far that that can go on yeah. until like there's like serious breaks. It's yeah. definitely impacted on our social lives. Yeah. Definitely. Like it's, I'm only in nursing two years now. And it's like, friendships have been deteriorated because I just have to take on extra work yeah. and I have to like cancel going out with my friends because I'd be just too tired. Mm. I'd be doing, you know, we would do extra shifts, we'd put on that little extra time. We, and like, you, you can't actually switch off no. from the ward because they're so understaffed, you're getting texts the whole time going, can you come in? Yeah. Do you mind giving us a few hours? Mm -hmm. Like you actually cannot switch off from the ward. Yeah. And then when you do go home, you're thinking of, oh my God, did I do that? Yeah. And then you're calling the ward going, make sure you do this. Like you just cannot, there's no switch off time yeah. at so, all. So many times I'd wake up at maybe four o'clock in the morning and go, did I do that? Yeah. And you're there thinking like, especially when you're leaving a ward where it was hectic and you yeah. didn't, you feel terrible when a night staff comes in, you didn't get all the jobs complete. Yeah. And you're telling them, patient still needs X, Y, and Z done. And you're just, you're feeling terrible. You're like, and then simple things, like where I promise a family, I'll get you a cup of tea. And, just and then it goes out your head because someone else has asked you, oh, can you get a bottle for my baby? Wow, and, and that like pops and into your head. And then day, yeah. hours later, and I'd be literally like a day later, and I'd be like, she must think I'm terrible. I promise her. Yeah. Like, that cup of tea could have meant the world to her. <sighs> And I didn't do that. And that's what yeah. kind of breaks my heart is this things that we should be able to give them these things. Yeah. Like being in hospital is such an awful time for people. Mm. No one wants to be in hospital. It's their vulnerable state. And they remember those little things like when they got 
someone to sit down and speak to them. Yeah. They are the things that people take home from the public. And I would love, if, yeah. if I got from my family were in hospital, mm. I would love that a nurse and midwife could sit down and speak to my mother or father yeah. and answer their questions like and is, give them the time that yeah. they deserve. Like one of the quotes that our lecturers always use was, um, they might not remember your face, they might not remember your name, but they'll always remember how you feel. Yeah. yeah. And like you kind of always keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that that's kind of, it's really heartbreaking to hear you guys say that. But I know that speaking to people, speaking to anybody, and you can see on social media as well, I mean, we understand. Yeah. And like, I think the, the huge outpouring of support is that in spite of the conditions you guys are under, you yeah. give incredible mm -hmm. help and support. Anyway. Well, I mean, this is the thing, and you're trying your absolute best. So I think that's something to remember that yeah. like, I doubt that woman was thinking, she's the worst. <laughs> My cup of tea. I can't believe it. <laughs> Maybe she is. But I mean, you know, yeah. that's that's one of the things that... And they know it. Yeah, that yeah. hopefully, you know, talking yeah. about these kind of things as well is one of the great things that I think is coming out of these yeah. round of strikes, you know, yeah. that, that regardless of anything, you know, that we see the people out there with the placards, but like we're getting to talk to people like you and we're getting yeah. to understand more about the hardships and the struggles yeah. that you guys are well, facing. Regular patients do, they are well aware. Mm. Like my yeah. last day was, like we, we bring college on a five week block at the minute, but my last day in it was absolutely yeah. horrendous. And I remember I literally came out of the car and I just cried and then I called Ashton to fill her in and everything that happened just to debrief. Yeah. But like it was one of those things that there was a regular patient there and her mum wanted to go home she always goes home but she knew me so well and she came out to me at one stage and she was like you're too busy I'm not going home today yeah but like it's those sort of things and I didn't even see the patient that yeah. day I could barely get into her mm. but um yeah. it is they are well aware people regular patients in the wards are very well aware of the pressure we're put under yeah I want to end on a high because, um, well, if we keep talking about this, I'm just going to yeah. start crying. So um, I want to talk about the reasons why you do your job. So yeah. let's talk about like the good moments and the rewards that you get from it and why you guys do what you do. Aside from that one nurse when you go into training who's like, stop, get out. It's not all bad. Go while you can. But There's yeah, so I mean, many positive stories yeah. we have brought yeah. home. There's like times where... For example, like when you find out a child who had been going through chemotherapy has been told they're cancer free. Okay, yeah. Oh, this is great. So I'm just going to cry even more now. No, sorry. No. sorry. <laughs> like they, we actually had a class recently where it showed that we're one of the best in, in Europe or the world Europe, yeah. for treating children with cancer so that's one phrase you know I mean? for us it's, it's yeah. kind of one of those things that people do always only take talk about the bad yeah and it isn't all bad there is good stories of course, yeah. yeah but and that's then, why you guys are doing this yeah. because yeah. it's for the it's the reason why you want to do the work that yeah. you do yeah we had a, a girl she's a lovely family lovely girl and uh, she when she first came in she's no more 13 or 14 she was at lowest point uh, quite a low point and then she was such a new girl she had even thanked us. She was smiling. She was happy. And yeah. she, like, I won't go through her history, but she yeah. was, she went through a lot, this girl, and I praise her. And I, if she is listening, she's doing great. Yeah. Uh, and then when she was going home after 40 days with us, she was smiling. She was chatty. This is a girl who wouldn't even look you in the eye. Yeah. And it was purely down to, she had said herself from us, the nurses yeah. and like I, I remember I, I sat with her one day and just talked about Disney because she loves Disney and I, I'm a big mm. Disney head so I was talking loads about Disney and when I was leaving yeah. the day that she was leaving she came up to me with a bell yeah. bag she gave us and like <laughs> I had cried she'd like given she drew a card for I still have it yeah. it's a ca card she had drawn herself 
she had like said, thank you for giving the world's best hugs. And she said to you, thank you oh for being the best princess. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and this is a 13 year old who yeah. saw, like we made a difference in her life. I yeah. believe we were made a huge difference in our life and I hope it continues on for her. Yeah. Um, and then even like you have elderly people who we've cared for who don't have a family. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't have yeah. family, who don't have loved ones. And we sit down with them and we talk to them. And like even simple things where you brush their hair for them. I had a woman before, she's like, I haven't had someone brush my hair in maybe 30, 40 years. Yeah. She hadn't had her hair drawn. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of just like, are you sure you know how to shave? And I'm like, <laughs> I've shaved a few men now at this stage. I had, you know, a, man, like... I had a man cry before because he was like, <laughs> he was so grateful that someone had like sat down, like, I'd like cleaned his hands. We yeah. like, gave him, a, he had this beard. I was like saying, we need to get this rid of this beard. When and you do get the time to do that, it's just. There did tie like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, nurses wouldn't be still in the job if it was all negative. Absolutely. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's and it. I think they do look at the positives more mm. so that they can yeah. work. Yeah. And the gas men that are during yeah. football season, it's the best time to yeah. be in the men's ward. If you know anything about you, <laughs> yeah. you're sorted. <laughs> the laughs you have with yeah. six bedded men <laughs> like they'd be just literally like you'd have one from one county one from another and they're just like war all yeah. out war it's just brilliant crack yeah. yeah it's so much fun having like just but it's just known there. that you've had an impact yeah you know that way like you've, we've even there was Inamo put up a picture of us recently and next of all we have like patients like yeah. we some of them we can't even remember who they are but all they were saying is Tara Nashing. yeah like they fantastic say, nurses um took care of my daughter she did great and like the fact they can remember that we were their nurses. Yeah. Mm. That's just b blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think obviously, you know, during this kind of process, people are going to be talking about the negatives and that's yeah. absolutely yeah. expected because yeah. you want to hammer home the problems exactly. that you're yeah. facing. But at the same time, it's really nice to hear the uplifting stories yeah. as well. And to remember that nurses and midwives are doing what they're doing because they love it as well. Yeah. And it's the reason why they got into it in the first yeah. place. But probably safe to say that there is a bit of a rocky road ahead for you. Absolutely. So there's there's gonna be more strikes and you know, you're not gonna stop as well until yeah. you but until it doesn't have ready. it doesn't yeah. have to happen. Yeah. It is avoidable. Yeah. It's completely avoidable. Okay. But yeah. it, unfortunately if the government do not put something to the table yeah. that is going to try and save our healthcare system. I don't think they've realised how angry they have made nurses yeah and, and midwives this time uh, nurses and midwives and i think this time it's a real un united front and yeah. we're just yeah. we're making our point now yeah it's now or never yeah absolutely well good words to finish on anyway I want to say thank you so much thank to Taramoran and Ashling as well for coming in. Um, that is all the time that we have for this week. Thank you to all of the nurses and midwives and the INMO as well for speaking to us. I'm Neve Meyer and we will chat to you next week. <laughs>